This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. for me to have this interview right now. I was telling Christine right when we started, I feel like I must be getting in line and doing some good cleaning out of like bad stored energy that was holding me back because I have been such a fan of you for so long. And the fact that you are on my podcast, like I didn't actually know you. I just knew your books and your husband's books. The fact that you are on my podcast, I'm like, I am living right. I am on track that I am attracting someone like you into my life. Because you are incredible. You and your husband, your late husband, Richard, this is Christine Carlson right here. Y'all wrote together the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff and it's all small stuff series of books. I mean, that is like, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff and like Chicken Soup for the Souls. Those are like those books that are so epic and um, influential in your life. Like all the your books, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. My dad grew up telling me about this all the time. Just like once y'all's book came out, it's like, this is it. This is it. This is how you do it. Y'all were so cutting edge. I feel like the world is kind of catching up to this way of thinking now. And we're all starting to try to get in line with like all the tips that y'all said, like take a breath before you talk, you know, like enjoy, love what you have, don't want what you don't have. Like all these, these, these techniques that y'all share that are pretty simple, but it's actually very hard to grasp because like we like to make life so messy as humans. Y'all like knew it was simple early on. So welcome. I'm so glad to have you. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor to have you, Christine, truly. 
Um, I want to just kind of get into before we like get into like what you're doing now, which is you have a lifetime movie coming out with Heather Locker starring as you. I mean, no big deal. You've been on Oprah. You've been on the Today Show. You've been everywhere. <laughs> done it all. You're one of those people that literally has done it all. You have seen anyone who we have held on a pedestal who we think is like incredible. Like, you know, oh my God, Oprah Winfrey. She's the greatest of all times. You know her. She knows you. She had your book by her bed. Like, you're one of those people that has, like, you have touched all of the parts of life, you know? Like, there's nothing off limits for you, which I love. And you're so connected to your soul. So you have such a perspective that I cannot wait to dive into. I want to talk about you and your husband, Richard, and how you guys met and how y'all became this incredible force together that's, that sprung these books forward. Well, we met um, back in 1985, no, one, um, at Pepperdine University. So we, we were literally college sweethearts. I was 18, he was 20, and we met one day after Sunday brunch walking along campus, and we just, it was really crazy because that one day I called my mom on Sundays because it was long distance, it was long before cell phones, and called my mom on Sundays and my mom asked me the question, um, have you met anybody interesting in school like moms do? And I said, yeah. And just out of my mouth, just, I said, I think I just met the man I'm going to marry. How did you know that? You know, it was so, um, it was such a beautiful first meeting. Richard was so grounded um, in himself. I always said he was like a 20 year old that was a 40 year old man in all the good ways. Like he was so grounded and centered and there was a comfort level when I um, spoke with him. It, it, it immediately, I realized that I had never been more myself with mm -hmm. a guy. Like mm -hmm. I, I had been able to drop into this really true place in myself where I didn't feel uncomfortable at all. And, and I, and I just, he just checked all my boxes immediately. You know, it was like, it was everything from the way he looked to his smile, to the light that he had, to the gentleness that he had, um, and the enthusiasm and just the presence. You know, he, he always was a super, super present guy. And I didn't really, couldn't have described those things in that way at that age, but they were all things that I was looking for in a, in a partner, in a mate. And I just didn't think I'd ever find him in a 20 year old man. I thought, I thought I'm going to be one of those women that marries much later in life. And then there he was, he was just standing right before me. And I was like, this is the man that I'm supposed to be with. And I just knew he did how, too. How did you guys get so soulful and so grounded and so connected at the ages of 18 and 20? Because most people like I'm, I'm about to be 40 and I have been a deeply soulful um, empathetic person my whole life, but I have been lost and all over the place and like, just like splatter paint for so long. Like I did not know how to like get it all together. So the fact that you guys were so grounded and like able to identify that you want this soulful relationship, you want this grounded relationship, you're looking for something bigger. How did, where did that come from, from you guys at such a young age? You know, what was so interesting about our journey was that um, we both had this real seeker kind of um, quality to us. And Richard had um, read 
Wayne Dyer, um, because he was a, a college athlete, Richard was uh, an All-American tennis player. So he was actually slated number one at Pepperdine when I wow. met him. And so he was, he was an exceptional athlete, like really played Wimbledon. I mean, really an incredible tennis player. And, and so he had already read uh, Erroneous Zones by Wayne Dyer, and, and he was exposed to Ram Dass and Stephen Levine. Mm really young from his dad. His dad had a large company and would bring these people in as guest speakers to his company. And so we were on a seeking journey. And I think because of the timing being kind of the new age movement, we sort of like, we had, we started to work um, with a transpersonal psychologist. And what does that mean? So transpersonal psychologist uses, um, a lot of spiritual practice and meditation in their in their in their work, and they use a lot of modalities. And so, we were exposed through this spiritual um, psychologist, this transpersonal psychologist, to like Reiki and breath work, to rebirthing, to um, meditation. And we started meditating um, right away. And and once we started meditating. Um, that changed our world. It just opened our entire world up. So I want to talk to you about meditating because everyone who is centered and grounded and soulfully connected and who lives in this higher vibration like yourself, meditation is a huge practice. I meditate, but I have not gotten to the place where I do it consistently. It is so important to do it consistently, right? Tell me what happens when you consistently meditate so I can like click this in my own head to make sure I do this because I know it's a game changer for your life. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. We live in a world where we are bombarded with um, technology all the time and it doesn't really create a lot of presence to be scrolling through on your screen all day long. You know, like this is not, that's just not what presence is, but um, you can counteract that a lot by just putting your phone away and practicing, you know, 20 minutes, maybe once or twice a day, if you can, um, a very quiet form of meditation. Now, there's all different kinds of meditation. For a real active mind, guided imagery meditation is really nice because it gives you um, somebody to guide you. Like on my, I actually have a five-part, I'll have to send it to you, a five-part don't sweat the small stuff guided um, imagery meditation series. Yes, you do. I do. I will be getting that and using, maybe that's how I start my meditation. Don't sweat the small stuff, a five-step guided imagery meditation. Yeah, there's like a lesson, a don't sweat lesson, and then I take you through a guided meditation with beautiful music. So it's a little more active, you know, but it's still... The goal is is not the goal in meditation is is not to stop thinking. It's to quiet your mind down so that you can begin to witness your thinking. And and this is the big difference between people who meditate and people who don't is is you start to be able to see your thoughts as dominoes in a row versus your mind is spinning and ruminating on things you don't even know you're ruminating on, or you're worrying about something and you don't even, you're not even aware that you're really worried, you know? So that's why we have all, like you said, we have all these thoughts bombarding us all the time. And if you don't ever take the time to realize that though, that those thoughts are not in control of us, we're just getting flooded. 
So we have to like watch them float by, like honestly, like on a cloud. And then we get to choose what we dive into, what we pursue, what we turn into reality, as opposed to just letting every thought become our reality. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, I mean, and then the research, um, uh, when in the seventies, the early seventies, Maharishi came over to the United States and he introduced transcendental meditation to the Beatles. Mm. And so, you know, the Beatles, um, were like, you know, they, they were like so prominent at that time that as, as rock stars, they began to meditate and, And so Maharishi um, started to do a lot of scientific studies on the benefits of meditation. And so now there's over 600 studies to date that talk about the benefits of like transcendental meditation. And all transcendental meditation is is different than guided imagery is that through um, transcendentalmeditation.org, you can go there and register for a class anywhere in your area they teach you, like they give you this mantra and it, it's a mantra, like a two syllable mantra that's your own mantra, but it doesn't have any meaning. So it's just something to attach your mind to so that it quiets your mind. So basically you sit and you always just gently return to this mantra that you're given you don't, but your mind will wander and they teach you that, that that's normal. It's like a cycle that your mind goes in. Mm-hmm. And so it, the, again, the point is not to stop thinking. It's impossible for us to stop thinking, but the point is to let your brain de-stress. And that's what meditation does too. It de-stresses your brain. So it calms your entire central nervous system, which then in turn affects your health because mm-hmm. With a calm central nervous system, you're not producing as much cortisol, the stress hormone that's very dangerous to your health. So, you know, cortisol is good to a certain point where it wakes you up in the morning, gets you out of bed. But when we're getting these like slams of cortisol all day long because we're stressed out, that's never going to be good for our health. So meditation has all sorts of a huge range of, you know, you receive mental clarity. It's a mindfulness practice. And then it's incredibly good for your, your health. That's what I also love about your books is I think so many people in the United States, especially we feel like, Oh, let's just take a pill. Let's just fix this. Let's just put a bandaid on our health issues. But really health is directly affected to our thoughts, to our brain, to what we are feeding our mental health and what we are obsessing on and what we are thinking about and how we are reacting and how we are being controlled by our thoughts and everything flooding our mind. And so take reading these books that you guys have written and blessed the world with, they give you this opportunity to realize that we actually have a chance to to be in control of our thoughts. And like you said, we'll never stop thinking, but we get to choose and we get to choose how we respond and we get to choose how we move in this world. And that affects our health, which is really, it's a direct connection. Yeah, it affects everything. I mean, if you think about it affects um, all your relationships. If you, if you can respond to something, you know, uh, to something that might be otherwise like a negative trigger you know, versus react to it, you know, you could be um, having some healthy communication versus um, maybe a fight with somebody, you know, so there's so many different ways that when you practice life a certain way, 
it's a little bit like a sport. It takes a lot of practice to get it right. But once you do it and you practice it over and over and over again the same way, you, you, you develop a level of mastery. And that's what um, the Don't Sweat the Small Step series is all about, are simple ways to practice life so that you can live better. And living better means that you are um, interacting in your relationships in a healthy way. It means that you're um, more productive at work. Your creativity is higher in any kind of um, problem-solving skills. You know, these are the ways that our lives get better when we practice life um, in a way that resonates with what we value, too. And I, I think what's really amazing about the Don't Sweat series is that it transcended um, boundaries of race, age, religion, um, all over the world. You know, it was, it's been a popular series all over the world. 25 million copies sold worldwide, right? I'm, I'm probably lowballing it, actually. It's probably more than 25 million at this point. Yeah, and I mean, like if you 50 think of, million. Yeah, if you think about that number, you know, I mean, th th I always get these messages from people that they got the book in a garage sale or, you know, so that number has an exponential growth to it because the books live on past a household. Sometimes people find them in planes, you know, so you just don't even know how many people have read even one book. And, and, um, but beyond that, you know, the beautiful thing is that the world in and of itself, we all have kind of similar values. We're more alike than we are different. You know, we, we have different lifestyles, of course, but we all want health. We all want our families to be happy. We all want safety and security. And, and, and most people want to know they've, they've lived well and they've lived gratefully and they've lived kindly. You know, these are, these are kind of human values that, that people aspire to all over the world. And so I think that's why the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series has continued to inspire people because it's easy. It's simple stuff. It's like write a heartfelt letter you know, and, and now we know from like Sean Acor's research on happiness that writing a hot, heartfelt letter actually boosts our own like good, you know, our good oxytocin in our own heart and being grateful is joy in the heart. We know that from heart math, you know, so all the things that you're right, that we were pioneers in talking about and leading people to have the research behind them now that substantiate how wonderful these things are for your own outlook. And believe me it really helps no matter what happens in your life i mean really I've, I've been through some very difficult times the last um 15 years and i've i still feel like a very grateful grounded truly happy woman hey guys lavar arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new toyota truck like a rugged half ton tundra workhorse by nature powerhouse by design the tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures and with the available iforce max hybrid powertrain you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma 
delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. That's incredible because you have been through some really hard times. Um, The book series, tell me if I'm missing one. You have Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and it's all small stuff. Don't Sweat the Small Stuff in Love, with your family, at work, for men. You have a book called Don't Worry, Make Money, which I kind of want to talk about that because I want to know how to not worry, make money. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you have it, you figure it out very simply, so I need that, like, I need the, the format here. Um, and then you can be happy no matter what. So you wrote all of these with your husband. And we have for men, women, and moms too. <laughs> for men, women, and moms, which I love. Honestly, if you want to give a great gift to someone, you should just, someone should just give the set because it's like, here you go. Here is how to live your life and actually enjoy it and thrive and feel connected and feel like you are a blessing to this world and you can bless the world because like you said, it is simple. It is, you provide steps that everyone can, can grasp no matter where you are in the world, in your life, in your situation. It's things that we can take ownership of and have control over. So you wrote these with your husband. <clears throat> and then first off, how did the inspiration come to you guys to begin with? So y'all are, you meet in college, you have this connection. Y'all are both super grounded, super soulful. It's like instant. You both know it. So here you guys go, you've connected, and now you are this ultimate power couple, soulful, powerful couple. How did you guys get this idea to be like, oh, we're going to write this book, and we have this amazing title and idea? Well, it it, it doesn't happen that easily. I mean, that sounds really nice. (laughs) I know. I just tried to wrap it up in a bow for you, Christine. Yeah, yeah. So it took about um, 10 years and 10 books for Richard and, and, you know, building... um, uh, his degrees. So he got a master's and PhD in psychology, probably faster than any human could. Um, once he discovered that he really wanted to write, he was like, I need to get a master's and PhD, which I thought was super smart, which I had done it with him. <laughs> he was just that kind of guy. He was like, once he got interested, he just was focused. Uh, he, like it was nonstop. He was, he was focused. Oh yeah. That athletic prowess and 
and nature in him and discipline that he had was really incredible to watch um, how that transferred over into, you know, his life and, and how he built this empire of this brand, you know, by just the discipline of, of doing things over and over. It took 10 years. So he wrote 10 books prior to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And, and quite interestingly, this is when your agent, um, your agent really earns, um, sorry, I think my, there. this is when your agent really earns their commission. Um, Richard's Bounce Stuff was supposed to be called A Gentler, Kinder You. <laughs> a gentler, kind of, she read, said it? the first chapter. No, and she she pulled the first chapter. It was "Don't Sweat the Small Stuff" because he tells a story about Wayne Dyer, and how Wayne Dyer had given him this um, quote for one of his books: "You can be happy no matter what." Uh, on the Swedish version, version, and the Swedish publisher had taken that quote and put it on his next book as if Wayne had put that quote on his next book and Richard was just so upset. So he writes Wayne a letter and he says, hey, my publisher did this. I just want you to know I had nothing to do with it. If you want me to, I'll pull all the books off the shelves because Wait, I just... the quote, don't have the small stuff? And it's all small, small stuff? Was that no, the no. quote? Well, no. So, so it wasn't the quote, don't sweat the small stuff. He just gave him an endorsement quote and they put it on a different book than the book he endorsed. And so oh. Wayne Dyer writes Richard this letter and says, Richard, there's two rules in life. Don't sweat the small stuff, one. And number two, it's all small stuff. Leave the quote stand as is. And so don't worry about it, basically. And so then that was, then, then the agent, Patty Brightman, she comes along and she says, Richard, that's the title of your book. Don't sweat the small stuff. Don't, you know, that's the title of your book. And so um, really, honestly, like that changed the entire everything. And, you know, like I said, that's when your agent earns her commission forever. <laughs> And she earned it, you know, and she earned it. And boy, she made, she's made millions of dollars too. So <laughs> Good, everybody, isn't it great when it's a win-win for everyone? Absolutely. Yeah. You're you, when you have an agent, it's a bit like a, a long, it's actually the longest marriage of your life because it goes, it goes past your death and past their death. You know what I mean? Like it goes on and on and on. So, <laughs> well, in that title, you're right. It is. It's so, it's, so catching like it sucks you right in and it makes you realize okay okay it makes you realize that there's that this is a guide for life that I need to read so how did you guys collect these chapters and you said all these chapters are based off of your own personal life so obviously y'all are your case study you guys are yeah. you guys are practicing this on yourselves <laughs> how did you start this process did you how did you gather these insights? What was your process? You know, it really kind of happened over our morning coffee. Honestly, the first book, I hadn't even read it until I was on my way to Italy on a flight and, and, um, and it was printed. And I, and I think Richard wrote three books that year. He wrote, um, don't sweat the small stuff, slow, slowing down to the speed of life with Joe Bailey. And then he wrote, don't worry, make money all in the same year. Wow. And they didn't get published all in the same year. They staggered them, but he wrote them in that year. And I sat on the plane and I read this Don'ts with the Small Stuff, I, you know, in, in, in its pre-proof form. And I was just like, 
I was devouring it. And it, it was that bite-sized chapter that worked so well. And when I got to Italy, I called them up and I said, oh my God, hon, you, this is amazing. You have nailed it. This is different than all your other work. This is so, this is so cool. And, and then from the time that book, which we came out when I was in Italy, um, it just flew. It like flew off the shelves. It was like they could not print that book fast enough. It was crazy. But I, I just want to share this crazy story that oh, yeah. I think you'll really love. I was just going to say, do you feel well, though that that so was prior to, sorry, I'm, I'm, my connection's a little behind you. So I'm asking you questions, whatever, but do you feel like that was because he was so divinely connected that it flew off the shelves because this message was so divine. And then I want to hear your story. Sorry. I, I do. You know, Richard was um, very divinely connected as am I. I mean, we, we really did have a very deep spiritual practice um, and, and always felt like our work has come through us as instruments. Yes. You know, yes. it's like yes. Yes. we've yes. always had this prayer and it's divine love. Divine love, play me as an instrument of your finely tuned orchestra of life. And that's Whoa, been our prayer um, from early on. You know, Divine love. Will you say it again? Yes. Divine love. Play me as an instrument in your finely tuned orchestra of life. And that's how we would end our meditation every day. And I still do. <laughs> I'm receiving that right now. That was amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to print that out and, and use that. That's incredible because that's what it is. That is what life is. Okay. Tell us the story. So, um, about um, seven years into Richard's writing career, he had written a book called Shortcut Through Therapy. Um, and he was um, expecting to get a much larger advance, like for, for that book. Um, at the time, he was still, he was running a um, happiness training program, like he called it, because he, he didn't really believe in traditional psychology. So he was teaching people how to be happy. And this is before coaching, before the word coaching ever happened. You know, in fact, a lot of coaches use, had, had used don'ts with the small stuff in their coaching practice, we found out later. But, but he had this day and, and he was thinking about quitting writing because he didn't make enough money. And we had two small kids and we were sitting at a cafe and he said, I don't, I, and I noticed he was very low for him. Like he never really was that low and he was low. And I said, what's going on? And he said, I think I might have to go get a real job. Like, I think I might have to get a job in human resources or something because I don't feel like I'm pulling in the kind of money that we need to live in California and to not go into debt. I'm getting uncomfortable with our debt. And, and, and I was like, no, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You know, you love to write, you love to write. And, and so we went home that night, um, we had a babysitter, the babysitter left and the phone rang and I picked up the phone and on the phone, there was this woman and she says, hi, this is Alice from the Oprah Winfrey show. She said, I had the strangest experience about 20 minutes ago. Your husband's book, You Can Be Happy No Matter What, popped off the back shelf and hit me in the back of the head while I was looking for a don't, like a stress management book. Stop. And it, and it literally popped off the back shelf and hit her in the back of the head. She said, do you think your husband could be on a plane tomorrow to the Oprah Winfrey show? And that was yeah. his very first invite to Oprah. And it happened, 
It happened 20 minutes after he said he was going to quit writing. And I tell that story because I want people to know that every person who is tremendously successful in this world almost quit right before they became successful. And a lot of people... A lot of people do quit just before they're about to hit it. So the next time you're doing something and you feel like you, you're hitting your head against the wall and you've done it the same way 10 times and it doesn't seem to be working, hang in there a little bit longer because you could just be right, right next to your breakthrough. And that's what happened for him. That uh, appearance on Oprah broke open his world as an author. And it wasn't as if that book became a huge bestseller, but he became the next it guy in the, in the world's view, like, of, Oh, we need to watch this guy. This guy's an up and comer. And she, she loved him. And so, yeah, it's such a great story. We have so many stories like that. And we well, have time at the end. I'll tell you another really powerful story. I want, I want, I, I want to hear it. Well, that's kismet. That? And that's, yeah. That's, that's kismet. And that is, that is what happens when you live um, attuned to the divine. And it, you have miracles um, happen all the time when you're tuned into the divine and you're serving the divine. Mm. Um, you know, this is, this is how, I mean, it's kind of a funny thing, but people all often ask me, how come all that stuff always happens to you? And I said, well, first of all, I noticed it. But second of all, it's my intention to live as close to the divine as I possibly can, you know, and that doesn't mean I don't live in the world. I do. I mean, I live in the world, you know, but I, I bring the divine into my daily practice and into my world. And I try to live that way in everything I do with integrity and attention and, and a, a, an open heart and a, and a pure heart. It doesn't always happen. I have my conflicts and I have my, my stuff, you know, I do, but I, I do my best. I'm always trying to live at the highest level I can. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment legal or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. What is your mantra and what is your intention? When you, if you're going to sum it up, because it, it's so much, like if I was going to break it down from all your books and all of your speaking and all of your, everything that you have shared with the world, but what is it that you yourself, the source says and goes to for your mantra to get centered, to stay in that divine? And how do you feel it? How do you know it when you're in the divine? Well, I have I have several mantras, but mine is really to live very presently. You know, that I think that's another piece of, you know, when you live super presently, then you live in the flow. And being in the flow, um, it absolutely requires you to live as presently as possible. Um, and that just means that you show up every moment. You know, you show up as yourself with that pure heart and that pure intention. And like you said earlier, you know, it sounds very simple to do, but it's actually quite a lifetime choice and practice. It's not, not as if you decide one time to become a present person. You have to decide every moment to be a present person. And that means sometimes it's uncomfortable. I mean, sometimes you might listen to somebody you know, who's talking that you don't really want to listen to. But then if you look for that person's light in their eyes and you attune to the feeling that they have and what they're yearning for, which may be just to be heard, then that allows me, you know, to be more present with that person. I'm, I'm always like doing my best to land in the present moment. And present moment living is one of our greatest teachings in all of our books. And you know, we talk a lot about that. And it's a principle of happiness. It's a principle of living well. Um, people who are not present are incredibly distracted. And when you're incredibly distracted, you miss the beautiful nuances of life that bring those miracles to you. And everyone, no matter what, has the ability to be present and experience miracles. Is that true? Absolutely, everyone. What if someone feels like they are just has everything stacked against them against them from a bad upbringing abuse financially not blessed like all sorts of like everything stacked against them how do they start moving into finding this connection this divine connection and this flow like what if you are born into a life that is just like not what you want how do you get into the flow of what you feel you were made to live well, I mean, that's, that is a very, very difficult situation because, you know, oftentimes life itself doesn't encourage um, the right mindset, you know, for people to, um, to move toward gratitude, for example. But I would say to somebody like that, you know, the, the best hope that you have is to find peace in your inner world when your outer world is chaotic and not moving in the direction that you like. And the way we do that is we do ground ourselves in the things that we are grateful for. Um, I just have this friend who's been dealing with um, 
a lot of stress and a lot of like, it's called like neuroplasticity pain. And it's, it, it basically means that the brain has decided to create this pattern of pain, but it's not really real. It's just that the brain has decided to do that, found this place to do that in your body because you're too stressed out. So it's, it's almost like a danger pain. Like you always feel like you're in danger or something. And one of the practices that I encouraged him to do was I said, it doesn't matter how small a thing, but you must wake up and think of what you're grateful for every single day. And it doesn't matter if it's just being grateful for the breath that you're able to take or grateful for anything, running water. But you know, it's really interesting is that, you know, it, it goes back to Viktor Frankl and Man's Search for Meaning. You know, I don't know if you've read that book, that but book. it's very yes. profound. And and he has that circumstance. He has the most horrific circumstances of life, the most horrific. And, and yet he finds that optimism in his heart and creates this inner world that's quite beautiful and utopian and peaceful. And that's, that's the only hope we have is that our inner world um, is the world that we live in. Mm. And the outer world is illusion anyways. And, mm. and it's a very deep spiritual concept to, to think of it that way. But when you really that the world is held together, material objects are held together by atoms and light, and that's it, then it, it's, not, it, it, it's not a stable world. When, you, when we, you know, we're not even, our bodies aren't even stable, which is why sometimes we die suddenly and we leave our body behind because... It, it's not a stable world, and yet we've been tricked into believing and thinking that the real world is 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 what we see and touch, but the real world is really the inner world, and that's the world of the soul. The topic of dying said, suddenly, this happened to you in your life with your husband. You are on this journey with Richard. You, it did. It obviously you guys are meant to be, you have this soul connection. Now you've aligned, you've started a family, you've started this brand and this empire, but it's to help elevate and heal and share this wisdom. And it's all about getting stress out of your life. It's all about enjoying your life. And your husband dies suddenly on an airplane, right? Is that correct? Yes, yes. He, um, he had wow, a pulmonary, a pulmonary embolism on the descent of that flight. You know, you know, it's hard to know how these things happen, and you don't, you know, you don't understand why. Um, you know, he had some back pain. He had some back issues, some pretty serious back issues from his tennis days. So that led to this deep vein thrombosis that he was experiencing that we didn't know anything about. He was only 45. I was 43. Um, we'd been together 25 years at that point. And um, yeah, and I, I mean, you know, it's just, it was like, it's a, it was a very sudden loss, like super sudden, you know, it's like one day you're in, you're, you're at the peak of your lives together and the very next moment he was, he was gone. And so 
But again, like my philosophy, it wasn't as if it didn't, it helped me like not grieve. I grieved, of course, so deeply and profoundly for about 10 years. So <laughs> it was like a long, you know, but, but my you philosophy. You about it too. And that's what your Lifetime movie is about as well is like your grief journals, your heart broken open has now been turned into a Lifetime movie, right? You, the story of you. Yes, yes. And. Yes, yes. And, and, um, yeah. And so, you know, when you say like there's accidents, I, I really believe that in the sense of that Richards and my soul contract was that we are both teachers in a sense, and we both have a different level of mastery and his was fulfilled. His, mm. his mastery was fulfilled at a young age. I mean, he really did pack a lot of life into his 45 years and and my soul journey as his widow and his wife was to continue on the legacy and to find that teacher within me and to um to watch myself heal you know I was really set up in a lot of ways to um be able to see myself heal and then be able to translate that and transmit that um, to other people and through my work and through my books and through my writings and and now I even help people write books today I have a book doulas program and I'm starting a publishing company and it's kind of crazy you know the, the way life just twists and turns and takes you in all these different directions and you know I I've had such a full incredible journey and of course I miss Richard every day and um, it's been 15 years now but but life has returned to this um, incredible richness and incredible fullness. And I am just filled with so much joy um, at having been loved by him and loving him and, and having healed. And it's interesting because I feel like I've been watching a lot of like videos about spiritual awakenings and stuff. Cause I, I, I feel like I've always been on a spiritual awakening, but like, especially right now, I don't know if there's something in particular going on with the universe or if it's just going on within myself, but I just feel very much like I am in a big spiritual awakening right now. And people think like, Oh, spiritual awakenings are just easy and it's awesome. And just like peace signs up floating around in a field of flowers. It is nope. awful. Spiritual awakenings are awful. <laughs> like they make you go through the depths of your soul, your pain, your trauma, your deepest, darkest insecurities, everything that has like been preconditioned in you based on the life that you were born into. And you have to examine it all and look at it and try to understand what the teacher is and the message is. And so for you, after saying this, this is how I was feeling about you and you saying it. It's like you had this journey with your husband. He completed his soul contract. He, he, he achieved his soul purpose. He got in tune with it, achieved it. What, like you said, was focused, like, like studied, became, uh, just got it all done. Like when he wanted to do it, he did it. And now you, your part of your message is you have, you are teaching others how to heal through grief. Like you had, you set yourself up with these books. Like y'all are the ones who are teaching you. You wrote a book. You can be happy no matter what. Well, I bet at one point you wanted to be like, well, that's a bunch of bullshit, you know, <laughs> but not really because I mean, you believe it, but it's like you now are being tested to the max. Here you are the one who wrote the books on how to find joy and contentment and happiness and 
and simplify and take the stress out of your life and find this joy no matter what, you are now being tested to the brim of what you can handle as far as grief, as what a human can handle. And you are, that's, your, that's now part of your mission to live through this, to heal and to share. And it's like, that's a tall order. That's a tall order. Yeah, it was it was pretty messed up for in some of in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you wrote wasn't, these books. Wasn't part of the plan. You believe yeah. in these books, but you know, these are true. This is all true to you. But now, like you're having to actually like walk it on a level that you could have never imagined. Oh yeah, no, so true. And believe me, that did not go unnoticed by me. I was like, <laughs> like damn yeah. it, universe, <laughs> energy, God, soul, what all of that stuff is like. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't even want to say how I really felt about it. It's too crude. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it makes sense, and it's also like here you are doing all this work, staying so connected to your soul, giving your life to the flow, and really locking into it, and it's like. Why do you have to be hit so hard because you're so connected? And it's like, oh, because you can handle it. But it's like, that's not there. No, but, you know, on some level, I mean, I think the deeper the experience, the deeper the awakening, you know, and for sure, I mean, honestly, like Richard's, Richard is so with me today, you know, his energy and his spirit is just so with me and with our grandkids. And I, you know, I had to really learn how to transcend um, the body and how to find him where he was. You know, how did was, you do that? Well, I mean, I think like, again, I was pretty set up for it with all the work I'd done, the personal growth work, the spiritual, you know, the spiritual knowingness that I had. And I just think that sometimes um, when somebody very close to you dies, it just blows you wide open. And it blew me wide open and it, it literally just blew my crown chakra and just my whole body just, just blew open. So I, um, what happened when it blew open? What did that feel like? I felt like Richard was trying to show me where he was and And in your body, just in my whole psyche, you know, like I, I just felt like I was having all these just spiritual experiences where he would show me the outer edges of the universe. It was crazy. I mean, like, how do you, I, what, what does that mean? The outer edges of the universe is probably too hard to explain, but can you try? I love yeah, this. Like, like well, I'm like hanging on every word. Yeah. It's like the dark, like there's this, this darkness that's just like, they call it, you know, the abyss, but it's just so beautiful and just so serene and, full of creativity and harmony and love. And I, I don't know, I just, I, I felt like he was taking me to these places in my own soul and my you own do it through meditation with him. Was it through meditation? No, it just, it would be like in the middle of the night, I, I feel like he'd be holding me and then he'd be like, talking to me like look where I'm going I mean people probably think oh she's crazy like I'm not listening not <laughs> but this is this is this didn't happen forever but it happened during this time and then I had all these crazy experiences like these miracles happen I, I want to share this one story because it was so powerful so I was um, flying back with my daughters from my parents 50th wedding anniversary and this was two years after Richard died and I was um, on a little commuter jet flying from Eugene, Oregon to San Francisco. 
And my daughters and I walk up to the ticket agent and he says, hey, you know, you guys aren't seated together. Do you want me to rearrange your seats so that you can be seated together? And I said, oh, no, it's a short flight. We don't care. They were teenagers. You know, they didn't care. And he did it anyways, which is really important part of the story. He took it upon himself to rearrange our seats and then told me, oh, I've got you guys together. I really wanted you guys to sit together. He says, oh, great. So we go and sit down on our plane and the girls are in the um, window and aisle next to me and, and the seat next to the window is open and this man walks up. And, you know, it's one of those small planes who's so kind of crouched over and I have to get up and let him in. But when he's standing there, I get this weird chill, like a chill run up and down my spine. And I'm like, oh, like wake up. Like it was like that, that wake up, what's happening here? Wake up. And, um, and I, I have to sit down and have this really strong feeling that I am supposed to talk to him. And so I start to kind of um, make a conversation with him, but then he pulls his laptop out and he clearly has to work. So then I quiet down. Well, it's only a 50 minute flight. And the whole time I'm like, oh my God, I'm supposed to talk to this guy. And then on the descent of the flight, he puts his laptop away. So then I start to talk to him and I'm like, is this a work day for you? And he goes, oh yeah, I'm really sorry. I would have loved to have chatted. You know, we talked a little bit about why he was there, why I was there. And, and then I, and then he said, what about you? I know you have your laptop. Is it a work day for you? And I said, oh no, you know, um, not really. I mean, every day is technically a work day. I'm a writer. And he goes, oh, have you been published? And I said, yeah, you know, you might be most familiar with my late husband's work, Dr. Richard Carlson. He wrote Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And the guy sat there and he just, he, he sat up and he got this really weird look on his face. Like, and I go, and he takes a deep breath and he's not looking at me. And I go, what? did you know him? And he goes, no, I didn't, I didn't know him. And then he's just like, he's quiet, you know, but he's, he's doesn't, he's just like, wow. Like he's just in shock. And I said, what? And he goes, did he die on a flight to JFK a little over two years ago? And I said, yeah. How did you know? How, how did you know that? Like nobody knew it was, he was flying to JFK. I go, how did you know that? And he said, because I was seated directly behind him on that flight. I was the first to help the crew assist in lifting his body out of his seat. I have full body chills. Yeah, yeah. And, and what he didn't know is that my prayer was I wanted to talk to somebody who had been there with Richard when he died because I wasn't there. And it was such a pivot turn in my own healing to speak to this man. And then he looked at me and he said, I always wanted to tell you he died very peacefully. So not only was it like something that he was longing to tell me, but I needed to hear that. And I needed to know who was there, who saw him because I never saw him again. You know, I never got to see him again. You never got and to see his body again? No, uh -uh. no. Cause he, he, we donated his organs and he was in New York and they, they cremated him after they donate, after we donated his organs. Cause he had a donor st sticker on his card. And so, yeah, he saved 11 people's lives with his, somebody got his eyes. I was always so jealous. I'm like, I want Richard Carlson's eyes. Have you met any of the people who have his organs? I, I have, I have never met them. Um, but I just, I just I'm think sure you will, I bet they will cross your path one day.
Yeah, you never know. But isn't that, that beautiful? Such Do a beautiful feel healing story. Like your soul, because you had longed so deeply to meet someone who was there, and clearly this man was longing for you. Do, people always say that, like, it's inevitable that you will meet when those energies are so intense and aligned. Do you feel like you were destined to meet him because of the depth of the longing you had for it? And the depth of connection that we had through Richard, you know, like that, that imprint, yes. that imprint was on him. Like I felt it from the moment he stood in front of me. He had but Richard it, on him. Yes. He was connected to Richard so deeply because to witness someone die and to be there, that's, he was, he's obviously a soul, like you said, a soul agreement. His soul had made some sort of agreement with Richard and you, like y'all are all in the soul agreement. Totally. And then the guy who rearranged our seats at the ticket agent, he was part of it because he felt that strong. He was feeling that strong message to rearrange our seats. We never would have sat next to that guy if he hadn't done that. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. I got to take this in for just a second. <laughs> I need to just take it in because I have, I have like a few questions I want to ask you from this, but I don't want to just quickly ask you questions. I want to be intentional about this because this to me is such a huge part of what where I am trying to get with my life and what I'm trying to do with my life is to also share this message which is like you are speaking so loudly we are divinely a part of this symphony of this orchestra all of us all humans all life everything on this earth why we are here we are meant to interact with souls and to heal and to find purpose within ourselves and share that it is, but it is like, so life is so much bigger than just this day-to-day grind that so many of us get lost in. And if you can tune into these frequencies, like you said, miracles can happen, but you have to be awake and in tune to them to even know they're happening. 
Because it is like that is magical. That is a miracle. But it was destined to happen because of all the intention that you had in your soul and this man and Richard and the flight attendant. Like everyone, instead of just passing it off, everyone listened. And that's the key. Everyone listened to the message that they felt in their soul and didn't just brush it off. Yeah, it was it was quite incredible. It was definitely one of the most incredible experiences of my life, for sure. Did that start your healing process? No, I think that kind of en- that started to end my. I mean, I it was only two years, but I, I started to really heal. I mean, I was healing, but that really helped me um, move to a next level in my healing, um, definitely. And I just felt so. I felt in grace, you know, I felt like I had surrendered my, to my grief. I had gone through this total grieving process and I felt so held and loved. And I think that was the part that really surprised me as even like when I'd be grieving on my own or alone in my bedroom, I felt this total grace, like um, a warm hug around me all the time. And, and I just, these kinds of experiences, I felt like Richard was very present, you know, and he was holding me. So it helped me, it helped me live. And this is why I like to share these things with people. Now it's hard because some people don't, they don't feel the presence of their loved ones. And that's very hard. They wonder why. But I think there's just this different layer that you have to get to within your belief system and, and your own connection to the divine and your own connection and practicing that connection, you know, that, that the deeper your practice, the more awake you are. And like you said, the listening is really key that we have to listen to those nuances. And that comes from living incredibly presently. So now your goal in life is to help entrepreneurs rise from the ashes to meet their destiny. How do you do that? Absolutely. In so many ways, in so many ways, like, um, you know, I, I feel like goal is to discover and to discover their greatest dream for their life. You know, um, that when they, you know, there's a lot of different ways we do that, but usually it happens after a deep crisis. People, um, have to reawaken and reinvent themselves and, and discover what their new dream for their lives their life is. And, and then along with that, you know, with my partner, Deborah Evans, um, with our book group, it's just been very powerful to help people also bring their great work out into the world through their writing. So it's, it's been a wonderful, I just feel like my journey just keeps getting better and better. It's, it's just been, I, I love working. So I love career. I love helping people and serving. And so it's, it's all been amazing. It's just fed my soul. And then I love being a grandma too. So those two things and, you know, are, are really the height, height of my experience right now. I'm going to wrap up because I know you have a very busy day and I do not want to take all your time. I have loved all of this so much. <laughs> I want to ask you though, how do you help people find their dream? Because I feel like also, that is something that I am very, very passionate about is I feel like we all have a purpose and we all have a dream because I feel like that's ultimately the only reason why we're here. I can't make make much more sense of it other than we're trying to like be here to manifest something in a physical form and experience it with others. Do you feel that? Do you feel like that's why we're here? 
I do. I think, I think we all came to the earth to do something pretty profound and share our gifts with the world. And, and um, we all have gifts, you know, everyone has them. And I think a lot of times um, we have to uncover what we value most to get to those gifts. Mm. Um, Sometimes we live a life that we just end up living, you know, and we find ourselves, you know, 10 years down the road, um, in a career that doesn't really nourish our soul and maybe even a marriage that doesn't even nourish your soul because the reason you chose it at the time that you did, maybe you're young, you chose for different reasons, you're a different person now. So I feel like um, as people, we go through these cycles maybe every seven to 10 years where we need to reevaluate who we are and what we value. And I think when you tune into what you value then you can start to ask yourself, based on what you value, how can I serve? The highest question that we can ask is, how can I serve? And, and when you get to that point, that's where the, the, you're diving deep for the pearl. That's where the world is wide open for you to discover why you came to this earth, is, is answering that question. How can I serve? So how can people get involved with these courses that you teach? How can people get all up in your space and your grill and like, and I'm going to tell you something so funny not funny, but like it's, I was literally telling Allie, my, uh, my amazing intern right here, <laughs> that was a driller. before we started, I have just all these incredible authors who I've admired so much have been coming into my life like yourself. Like it's just like such a huge honor to me to get to speak with you. I have always felt like I want to write a book, but I do not have the inspiration yet for it. I have written a book, but it's not the right book. I have a file on my email that's titled book. I have met with publishers in Nashville, like talking about a book. Like I know there is a book in, in me, but I just, it's not ready yet. And so I love that you have like a doula program and like, how do you apply for this? Because I feel like I would love to learn about like, how do you unearth this thing that you know you have in you somewhere? Well, our program is um, on bookdoulas.com. And um, yeah, and you should, you should go check it out. We actually start a new book incubator today that is really designed um, for people to unearth that great book that's in them. Also, you know, you've done such a great job of building a platform, but that's such a huge piece in the publishing world today, too, is is honoring um, the idea that you need to build relationships with people and build your own platform. So we try to teach that in a way that's very authentic to people and, and demystify some of the things about social media that people really don't like. Um, so... Yeah, that's you go there to bookdoulas.com and you can check out our programs. Um, our big program is called the Book Incubator. And um, from there, we have a program called Momentum. And um, yeah, we do private coaching too. So it, it's super fun. Yes. I feel like for many years, I was Richard's muse. Yes. Yeah, it's so fun. It's just such a joy. It really is. It's such a joy. And then I do a lot of women's retreats um, off my christinecarlson.com site. Um, you can go and check out my women's retreats, which I absolutely love. And then at don'tsweat.com, you may not have seen that, but there's happiness training courses on don'tsweat.com um, that I've been putting together the last few years. So there's a little bit of everything everywhere. And I'm just constantly trying to, you know, um, 
add more, you know, add more content to the sites and so forth. Um, it's an ongoing, an ongoing, um, endeavor. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So let me just make sure I got the sites. It's christinecarlson.com. Don't sweat.com. Yep. Book doulas, B O O K D O U L A S.com. A doula is a birthing, somebody who helps a, a woman give birth, but so we help people birth their books. So, okay. I'm about to get all up in your grill. I hope I haven't driven you too crazy that you're like, please never come back around me. You're such a super fan. <laughs> and like you talk too fast and too much. <laughs> I no, loved this. You're amazing. And thank you so much for the work you do. Thank you for everything. And I always wrap with one question, which is leave your light. And it's very open-ended. What do you want people to know? Oh my gosh. Um, <clears throat> I want people to know that the circumstances of life don't make or break them but they reveal them. So how you show up, how you choose, that you can really heal from anything and you really truly can be happy no matter what. Thank you so much for joining me. It is such an honor to speak with you and thank you for all of the work that you and your husband have done. It's truly healing for so many of us and it's just, it's an honor to get to chat with you and share this conversation. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Christine. Have a great day. You too, sweetheart. That was awesome. Okay, bye. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.